Eric swore he'd call in, but who knows? Maybe he's on a flight or I don't know. Maybe he's just still recovering, getting the mud off his feet from from the mud fest there at Burning Man, you know? I, who knows? He's so funny. He's, so, he's, he's funny, too, yeah. He, but anyway, I was just telling the story, and I think it's a fascinating story. You've, you're such an amazing guy, and you know I love you because you, you are a true musician who really cares. You've taught probably thousands of students how to play ukulele. You fought, probably were. You know, and you fought for your, your studies there. They were going to at one point drop the... Uh, music class and and you you stood up and fought for it and you you won right <laughs> <laughs> yeah this kind of stuff that happens you know when um the music is doesn't seem as uh significant but um the people in hawaii do recognize that um and uh the, the educational departments and the, the department of education do recognize the importance of music and in and the, the, the and, and and the arts so I appreciate the, the the Department of Education very much when it comes to supporting the arts. I'm I do sure. too. It it yeah. you know what you've seen it. It makes the difference between some kids loving going to school and not. It makes it. You've heard uh, these stories. Yeah, yeah. you've mm-hmm. heard them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. So so yeah. tell me how it came to be, where I saw this story on TV with you and your wonderful class of students there, playing ukulele. Yeah. And then that it's going to be part of this like massive YouTube huge thing. Yes, and as as a matter of fact, it's going to be um, um, when you tag in, not tag in, but when you log in to YouTube, it should be Maui Strong, mm-hmm. Maui Strong, and um, and all that kind of stuff, or, or Maui Nui. Uh, Maui Nui Strong or Maui Nui. I'm sorry, but they told me that. I forgot, but I think it's Maui Strong. And and um, there's going to be a, a giant billboard in New York Times Square with a, with a, um, the, um, the, 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 the address that you can write it into and stuff like that. So it's going to be really cool. Um, they, they, they have... Um, Times Square as a, a sponsor. The, they have a big board, a uh, big billboard sponsor. So it'll be great. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be really awesome. Benny, I want someone to put your name up there with that and, and have someone take a picture of your name in Times Square. <laughs> oh. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but we're really, really fortunate, you know, um, because um, just to let you know that Kerry Brown, who put this together, how he got a lot of the musicians was when he was asked to support um, Kelly and um, the King on the uh, biodiesel, um, their biodiesel product. Oh, Kelly King, yeah. Yeah, and and so we were, um, I was on the the marquee along with um, Uncle George Kahomoku and... um, and, uh, Leho Ryder? Leho Ryder and Gretchen Rhodes and, and all of us. And so he got close to us and pretty soon he started calling us and said what can we do and we all got together in our little way you know we knew that um others such as um henry capono and 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 a lot of um our great hawaii musicians were getting together at the at the incredible mac Mm -hmm. and they were doing all kinds of stuff Kerry just called me up and i said hey yeah let's let's do something on our own but he he's worked with maui um excuse me Music cares, and he's worked with um, people like uh, the 
the Academy of Recording Arts and stuff oh, like oh, that. Music, music and cares is music cares is a part of the the yeah the, the Academy yeah, of Recording yeah, Arts in, Grammys. In a, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's so it, it's going to be. Um, he's going to reach out to them, and and so that's what we've been doing. You know, um, uh, aside from the fact that we had coverage this week because of the the hard work that um, Chelsea Davis from um, uh, Hawaiian News now. Um, put we decided to in, introduce her and and to interview her on how it was to be in the front lines of it all, you know, along with all the first responders. And so it was really a great, great thing. you know, I can't say um, m- much for what Kerry does. It's more than more than I could ever ask for him. you know he's been such a great uh, person and um, who's trying to really help along like everyone else who's doing it. Carrie is no different than anyone else, but Carrie's heart is really big. So we're really happy for what he's doing, you know. Well, you know, it's interesting because I, I had not heard of his studio in Haiku. Um, it's ro- called Rolling Live Studios. And yeah. um, I didn't, you know, but then again, you know, and I know, Benny, there's a lot of people out there that kind of stay under the radar and they aren't necessarily... Um, out there, uh, you know, out too much promoting what they're doing because they've, they've got their own little thing going on. And I yeah. just assume he's like that because have you ever even seen a studio or, re- or been at a studio? Uh, <clears throat> I've seen a studio, but it actually comes out. Um, I will let Terry to come out one, one time to bring that up, but his studios is actually in Los Angeles. Oh. And, um, yeah, and, um, uh, you know, so that's, the kind, that, that's where he's at. Okay. You know, it's, and, and, and so his studio that he's been recording here is, um, you know, just for a labor of love, getting together with friends and <clears throat> who, come, who came in and stuff like that. And so um, um, at another time, we can maybe speak about that. But yeah. he, for right now, his, his thing is actually um, in Los Angeles with uh, um, Licorice Pizza, which is a music um, a production as well. And and um well, Benny Benny Licorice Pizza Records was huge and you know gosh in the day when I lived in Los Angeles it was huge but I didn't even know it was around anymore there's very few record record places like that around anymore you know I mean I know it's, yeah yeah so um I mean, it's fun of Jerry said Licorice Pizza what the heck is that but you know um everybody seems to know that they're a great force and oh yeah in continuing music and uh and um, the idea, you know, the idea of vinyl, for example, it's yeah. really a great, great um, uh, business that he has, you know. And um, right now, he has a, 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 a friend of mine. His name is Brian Alley, who was the, one of the great sales um, persons for the Roland Corporation. And now he has oh. um, Roland with musical products. Yeah, and I got that's to know, huge. Um, uh, Brian in the last couple weeks and. And what he's doing for Kerry, he's he's going to be, um, hopefully he'll be Kerry CEO one of these days. I don't know when that would happen, but they're taking oh. care of his business as far as this production with um, uh, Maui Nui, Maui Strong, you know. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's amazing. Now, of course, you know, we all know, you know, we've all heard the stories, but we certainly know that Gretchen and, and Mick... Um, so often, you know, I mean, Mick Fleetwood's oh place was so many magic moments, so many great people 
uh, played there. I remember the opening with Steven Tyler, of course, and, and Willie Kay, of course, so often. Of course, so many um, wonderful people. Mick would always be there, you know, and this wonderful drum set. And Gretchen, it's been a, I've been a fan of Gretchen's forever. In fact, I think I had her very first recording. She did a piece when I had Fulton Tushambi do. She did a piece um, that I wrote called A Greater Purpose. And that was ages. That was over 15 years ago, and I knew she had an amazing voice. But just she's just blossomed and done amazing. I am a huge fan of Gretchen Rhodes. She, she is the most beautiful singer, the most beautiful person, yeah. just a beautiful person in general. And, she, and I, I met her one of the very first times um, performing with um, Lenny Castellanos and uh, Duke Gad uh, and also Kenny Geiser and and I and you never met Gretchen. I said no, I don't meet Gretchen. And you know, um, and of course Gretchen has a wonderful husband and a wonderful family. That yeah. she's just really, she's just really, you know, you know her. She's so great and well, so and she does, I'm proud to know her too. I I heard the recording and when I saw them, <laughs> they did it with Mick and oh my gosh, it was at um, it was at Terry's and it was incredible so you know i i'm fortunate in that we response to see the great the great people and of course people did bring up the fact that um in this concert too uh lucas um will be there as well lucas nelson lucas nelson and, is such a gem i'll tell you that guy blows me away you know i mean you know he could be on such an ego trip because he's played with Lady Gaga's <laughs> band and he's done all these huge things. You know he really, I mean it's it's it, you know yeah he's and and you know of course growing up with Willie he's he's met all, he also played behind Neil Young. You know he was Neil Young's yeah. band. and the guys What's so great yeah. the guys the guys absolutely amazing. I I love Lucas and what he does in his music. You know. So yeah. and he was he was raised on Maui. Of course. All his whole life and, and I, know, so I interviewed I him when he was 15 years old at the <laughs> Mac when I had a, I had a radio show at the Mac and I interviewed him when he was 15 years old. I'm sure he doesn't remember but uh, you know he and his brother, you know, uh, Mika, yeah. uh, wonder absolutely amazingly beautiful souls, you know. Really truly beautiful souls. We got a um, we had a really great connection. It was really nice to see him. It was late evening. Uh, it was on a Monday evening, a Sunday evening. Like I came home from um, the mainland and I went to check him out and and um, at Carrie's and um, he reported and I, I was recording and it was really quite an experiment experience to even listen to this guy. Yeah, the kid's a stud, right? And you, yes. know, you just walk in there and yes. you know he comes in and. And he starts singing, and everybody's in awe and stuff like that. And I go, I'm like, what the heck? And we started to jam. He he had his guitar, Lele, and he had another guitar, and I played his guitar. It was fun. He's he's uh, absolute um, great. He's a gem, you know. You know, yes. you you are absolutely right. That's a perfect term. He is a gem. So 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 has this all been pre-recorded to play back, or has it? You know, is it in the process, or is there going to be anything live? I'm jumping into real quick. Yes. As a matter of fact, it is being, um, as we speak, there's a lot of people. Uh, Stuart Copeland from the police, I think. He did right. something with his right. yeah. drums. And um, um, we heard some other things, as, as you might have heard on the radio. I mean, um, uh, with Chelsea Davis and um, Hawaii News Now, um, even um, Biggie Marley. And wow. it's, it's, it's such a... Great thing, because Ziggy, you know, is one of his first concerts 
we played on, on Maui at the Maui um, Civic Center where my friend um, uh, Francois Kahali and myself opened his show. And it was the greatest experience I've ever had Wow! to play in front of a true reggae show. And yeah. the spirit of these people that come from um, that part of the world and how they, they, they brought their hospitality here. They received it great in Hawaii, but they also brought their, their culture here. It was so similar, and that's why we play so much of like their style of music, because the connection is yeah. incredible. No, you're, and, you're and, absolutely and, and right. Biggie being, um, I guess, uh, um, Bob's um, son, uh, oldest son, you know, was really great. And as I, I got to meet him, I got to be able to play before him, and I got to hang with him um, right before um, we went on stage. They even did a... How awesome is this? They even did a prayer for us before we went on stage. Not. That's how awesome that that concert was. Oh, my gosh. I can't even yeah. imagine that. that, that. Mm-hmm. You know, people were talking memories of what happened, too, in the old days. Remember the line in Lahaina, the tennis uh, courts in the, the center there? They had music, and someone reminded me that Bob Marley actually paid there in Lahaina ages ago. Um, Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah. He, so, he did so, play there. Yeah, in the seventies. Yeah, sure. yeah, ages ago, obviously. But I mean, so and of course he's he's you know Ziggy and the family's actually played on Maui quite a few times and has come here quite a few times. But 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 I'm sure Ziggy wasn't here. He's was probably in Los Angeles recording, correct? Yeah, he's he, that's right. He's at he was at um, Rolling um, Rolling Live Studios and he was recording over there and so, they were videoing and stuff like that. So so, so there's a, there's going to be a lot of people that. Um, that would be on. I can't think of all of them, but I know that for sure you will be part of it. You know. Well, so what? So what are you doing? You just are you having your kids from the school um, playing ukulele? Or what's your part? Your role in this? Okay. Well, my part is um, we're going to have. A, um, it's going to be still very much from what you guys already have seen. Um, I was working with our Hawaiian immersion kids who is in my ukulele program, and um, Kula Kayapuni. And, and these, this is um, Hawaiian immersion, um, Hawaiian-speaking students that started from Punanaleo all the way up to Pa'ia school and all the way up to my classes and stuff. And, and um, their wonderful instructor, one of the many, you know, Kumu Kiani, along, you know, along with uh, these uh, Kumu Kui Kahi, Linani, um, uh, all these great teachers, they instill so much of love and the culture and continue to do that and their firmness to make the, to, uh, the utmost to teach them the utmost respect of the culture and not even that and that, that also goes beyond the culture these kids are so beautiful and um they were they were um showcased a little bit chelsea davis was filming the film crew filming us so i did tell them what they're going to see on uh, you two will not be like how Chelsea did it because it's going to be them really featured. Yeah. And um, and um, we're doing a couple songs. And then um, I was interviewed. And, um, Uncle George was interviewed. And, oh, did George um, did George come up and record too? Um, George, um, they went to George. Oh, and, okay. And so and, um, that's all I know. But they... Um, and you know George, you know. Well, they probably he probably got them all picking the stuff and taking care oh, of stuff he, on the ranch. You they, know, they had lunch. They were <laughs> eating the fruit. <laughs> they, you know, they, you know him. They, they, they're going to go all out and stuff like that. I 
he he always wonders why I don't go out there because I, I don't want to drive on that road. I'm I know. sorry, but I, I'm, I'm the same. Unless somebody drives I, and I can fall asleep before we drive, oh, I would go, but I'm a chicken. Benny, I, I have known George for 30 years, and I have never been out to his ranch. I, I know, see? I, I have see. never, because I don't like that road at all. And, and can you imagine all the people <laughs> that were driving there during the fire trying to get out of there in the middle of the night with all the people who didn't I know? I know. Oh, my gosh. I can't but even it, imagine. It, 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 but it's not to say that we shouldn't talk people out of going there because his hospitality yes. is probably much greater than that drive. Oh, he's, so, um, he's legendary. Know, right. Legendary, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But his house is for sale, and I, I just hope he doesn't sell it. I'm sorry, George. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't want... He's so much a part of our life here. Um, you know, yes. he's, yes. he's, he's a, such a gem again. So, I mean, that's going to be classic to see. I bet they planned on about an hour or two, and it probably took seven or eight hours to uh, film that segment. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, I lo- the, they have a great uh, film crew that uh, Maui has to offer, and so I'm um, very first class. And so we had a witness of that. I mean, I did. You know, I had an attestment to how great... Um, these kids are um, Mark and Miles. Um, they just um, do a great, great job. And, What's and what? Work, what did they, they what? work with um, Carrie? So, but they're local contracted kids, but they young men. Uh-huh. But they do a great job. So, what song did you choose to have with this huge, huge gathering? Who me? Yeah, what song? You said you had two songs. You did. Oh uh, no! Well, the kids did um, uh, Hawaii Aloha. Mm-hmm. And uh, and a mahalo to all the people that uh, were helping. It's a mahalo song, and um, you know, and uh, they're all excited when they they heard that Ziggy was going to be on it and stuff like that. And they were going to be in the same format as, as Ziggy and stuff like that. Of course, uh, they in, they interviewed me, and I and I did a song that I wrote. So you guys will have a chance to hopefully hear it, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I you know I. I, 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 I really respect you, not just for the work you do with your students, but as a player, as, as a great ukulele player, and as a guitarist, I mean, great, and, and also as a songwriter, you know. Um, you really have had an amazing background where you've opened up for so many people um, in so many concerts in so many ways, you know, and always just uh, full of aloha and always humble, but... Um, and, and, and I know, you know, your background's truly amazing. So I think it's great that you got to be a part of this amazing um, event that's going to be, you know, taking what you do worldwide um, and being able to have seen worldwide. And, and also think of all the people will be uh, sending money to help um, through this amazing YouTube event, right? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, we're hoping that's the purpose of what... Um, Barry has done it um, many times, and um, like our great musicians and our great um, uh, fundraiser that Hawaii does, for example, they're going to do a large one at the MAC, and that's going to be outstanding. And there's gonna, there's, the MAC does incredible work. Art does it. He gives the ball to people, and they just do incredible things. And like that, Carrie decided to take it his way and and hopefully just a little bit further as far as you know um to get it off the island yeah the islands to do that um carrie has done things for um um hurricanes and fires throughout the, the united states and um 
and he's hoping that his successes could lead to help um, our people and their time of loss and their, their time of grieving and all like that. And we, we, do, we don't want to impose in any way of anybody's grieving. We just want to, and it's not to bring joy, it's just to, to, for people to bring an awareness of the, the love and beauty of how Hawaii people support um, their own people. Yes, you know, and how uh, how we uh, Aloha automatically came in the picture as soon as the first fire burned. You know, yeah. I mean the first. I I I got Eric Gilliam finally. He came out of the mud. He emerged from the mud. And I, Eric, you know Benny Uitake, right? I uh, know, and I love Benny Uitake. Hi, Benny. I love Benny. Hey, I heard you was in the mud, dude. How was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a very unexpected situation, but um, I know I'm I'm laughing, but I'm you know, first, I'm not. I'm just, just I'm, I'm you know, sorry. Just all of my love and heartfelt condolences to everybody that we've all been going through this really tragic situation, and I had had scheduled to leave to go and perform at this event, so I departed, and uh, it it didn't quite play out the way I thought it was. But I just got home yesterday, happy to be home and to be uh, back into our wonderful community, supporting what's 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 going on. Yeah. Well, Benny, thank you for calling in. I love you, and keep us I, posted. I'm gonna have to. I, I want to say something. I'm gonna put this this handsome young man on the spot. Someone who I've loved and respected since he started his career up on the island of Maui when. I, I was part of some of the events that um, my friend Wendell Warren can put together with this guy, uh, Eric Gilliam, how much I love him. But I, um, um, by the way, just letting you know, I, I don't know if I should do, do this or not, but Barry um, Brown, the producer of this production that we're doing for um, Maui, uh, Gretchen shared with him that you wrote a great, song that I love called Honopo. Yes. He lives he lives on the Honopo property, um, brother. So he wants you to reach out to him or he'll, he'll reach out to you in some way. So I, I really would love to you to get to know Carrie Brown because Carrie's such a great dude. You, be happy to. Have you heard of Carrie Brown? He, he's uh, putting on this huge event, Benny and Mick Fleetwood and uh, Gretchen Rhodes and Ziggy Marley and, uh, oh, God, a whole bunch of people are going to be a part of it on YouTube, and it's going to be worldwide. And and yeah. I hadn't heard of him. He lives in Haiku. He's one of those where I guess his studio's in Los Angeles. He was He's the owner of uh, Licorice Pizza Records. And um, so, yeah, somehow Benny and everyone got hooked up. And, oh, Lucas also. Don't want to forget Lucas. Uh, Lucas yeah. is part of it as well. So isn't that amazing? Because one of my favorite yeah. songs you've done, Eric, is Honopole. That's one of the most beautiful songs uh, you've awesome. done. Um, one of the greatest songs ever written in Hawaii, I believe. Yeah. And, and, uh, and But you. I got to go to my my teacher's yeah. meeting. I'll let you go, Benny. Eric, I love you. And um, you too. And love you too, Bob. Okay. okay. So, so, so tell me, I want to hear a little bit. First of all, let's you know, say, of course, uh, Thank you for calling, Eric. I know it's been crazy times, and of course, you are going to be starting White Hawaiian up again. Um, I don't know when, but it'll be on Sundays. Do you know when you're going to start that up again? Yeah, the well, um, it's running on two islands now. Uh, every Thursday on Kauai, so I'm flying to Kauai tomorrow to do the show, and then I come home, and we we're going to do one uh, this 
every Sunday now um, at Pro Art. Sunday at 3 p.m. is our regular showtime for the for White Hawaiian at the Pro Arts Theater in Kihei. And and uh, Rocky Horror, I just sent the information over to be a sponsor for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We're going to be giving it's not picture show; it's a Rocky Horror Show, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Rocky Horror. The Rocky Horror Show is happening again this year. I'm on my way to rehearsal here shortly, um, and you know we we uh, it's 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 been a it's been hard for um, it's been hard for everybody to uh, make a decision on like you know when do we do these things and do we even do do we even come back as a community and when do we come back as a community to start. You know, you, you know, supporting restaurants and shows mm. and musicians, and so um, we've been waiting uh, as long as we possibly can to let you know to let things play out. As of course, that's going to take years and years and years. But we collectively decided, you know, um, that you know we can we can start to put some stuff out there because you know I do believe that you know in times like this when you look past in the hidden history you know entertainers and musicians you know this is a time when we do need them people yeah people do need a break um this is an un- unprecedented tragic situation and and so i've been reaching out specifically to to families and to first responders and people and inviting them to just if they need a break and they want to come see the show and they just want to just maybe just just change the channel and be reminded you know that you know that that we live in a beautiful place and we have a beautiful culture and and just that we can you know we we as entertainers can create um, and do our part as creating opportunities to to take a break. Well, and that has happened in an interesting way. For example, um, you know Kayla Beamer and Jeff Peterson. Uh, Kayla, his house survived, but all of his neighbors pretty much burnt down, and he was really and uh, and and just shock about the whole thing and. He decided to, of course, turn the event they had at uh, McCoy into a benefit. And um, he and Jeff played. And, you know, there were tears when he started to talk about it. How could there not be? But, you know, at times he would. But the beautiful thing is Jeff being so, so sympathetic and is a nice son. They they played even more beautifully as one with that heartfelt feeling. And they were able to raise with the help of certain auction items $50,000 from that concert at the McCoy. And. Beyond that, there was this feeling of real love, real aloha, and real appreciation of the beauty of the islands. Um, thank you to Tom Vendetti and what he put on with that. So so those things, I think, are really healing things, Eric. As you know, music heals. And I think these things with the music that's being done by so many, you know, so many, um, it's all very healing and, and very helpful as far as raising funds and all that as well, too. So, so yes, but I'm, I'm going to backtrack. Um, you got to, to Burning Man, you've gone for about, what, six or seven years at least? How many years have you been going to Burning Man? This is my 15th. Oh, my God, I didn't realize that. So you were there in the earlier days. Well, I was actually kind of late to the party because it started in nine, 1997. Wow. So uh, I didn't go till 2010. Oh. And, you know, it's the one time a year. I mean, I work, I do 300 shows a year, you yeah. know, and I work constantly and it's the one time a year that i take a break and i go and i get rejuvenated and i get you know re reinvigorated and inspired by seeing truly fantastic art and music and bands and just 
such a it's such an amazing event that um you know i've been dedicated and i'm part of the community there and i go early and i build the city and it's a uh, oh. you know it's a lot of work it's not just a big old party i mean we have fun for for a good you know portion of it but but it's a lot of work uh-huh. and uh you know we got there this year everything was going fantastic they they did say hey we got some we got some rain on the way and in the 15 years that i've been going it had never rained i'd never been out there when it rained and i'd heard horror stories about man you don't want to be here when it rains well <laughs> it rained and it rained hard and it basically put this whole city into into lockdown and so we just couldn't go anywhere and so the the organization the event people said uh yeah no one can you can't drive a car you can't ride a bike you can't even walk because the the playa is is it's basically clay and every step that you take you grow four inches and you take by the time you take four or five steps you've got you know 40 pounds of mud stuck Mm -hmm. to the bottom of your feet so they basically encourage people for safety reasons to don't move, don't go anywhere, just stay where you're at and just, you know, make the best of the situation. And we did. We did that for a couple of days. But then they reached out to everybody uh, at the event and said, you know, we are not going to open the gates and we're not allowing anybody to 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 drive a car or ride a bike because you can get stranded really easy. And so they said please don't please don't go anywhere. And so we didn't. But then but then it came Sunday came around. And I started thinking, well, wait a minute. If I can't get back to Maui by Wednesday or Thursday, I'm going to miss my show in Kauai. I don't know well, what's going to happen here. So um, my girlfriend Deborah and I and a fireman friend of mine said, you know what, we're going to walk out. So mm. we, we packed our backpacks mm. and we walked five and a half miles in the absolute ankle-deep, trudging oh. mud. It took us a long time to get all the way to the highway, but we made it. So, so they said that it was so thick with that mud and so slippery, and that the mud was alkaline. No, I mean I've been in mud. I've gone to the, you know, Dead Sea where you take mud baths. But I guess this kind of mud isn't that kind of mud where you want to take a mud no, bath in it, right? <laughs> I, I, I saw the thing on uh, whatever it was Entertainment Tonight or CNN last night, and they're they're making a big deal. That that's that's frankly that's 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 a bunch of nonsense. Okay, I, the first day. The first day that it happened, I wandered around barefoot in the mud because it was easier to walk around. Yeah. And no, there was no, that that was a bunch of nonsense. That was a bunch of hype. There, nothing happens to your feet. It's okay. just mud. And, so did you, you walk know, barefoot out, or you had to have shoes? Five miles or so. No, long. I put on. I I know I put on um, some hiking boots, and uh, you know we just had to walk slow because it was really it was really hard to walk. But but we made it out and. You know, you're talking about an event where people arrive there with, you know, uh, a sense of radical self-reliance. There's pe- there was plenty of water. There's plenty of food. There's there's plenty of everything. It was not like if if it was going to happen to any community of people, Burning Man people are people that are already predisposed to to be. It's a very it's a very you know, uh, it's a very uh, difficult environment to begin with. You know, be- yeah. before the the mud, before the rain. So we're already like in survival mode when we're out there. So everybody did fine. Um, you know, un- there was an unfortunate death that happened that somebody that got electrocuted from a, a, a cable that was coming from a generator in the water. That was a, you know, but but considering that there were eighty thousand people, the yeah. statistics are, you know, it, it, it went as well as it possibly could. 
So you didn't make it to the actual, I guess some people stayed to the actual burning of the Burning Man, um, but you were gone. No, by... that's two years in a row I didn't make it until the actual burn of the man because we left on Sunday. Uh, and the event had been postponed before they even, they postponed it two days to even open the event. Oh, for the people to even come build the city because there was a hurricane coming through there. Oh, my. So we were already way behind schedule. And so, yeah, they kept post. the band got postponed. Uh, the burning of the man didn't happen until just, I think, either last night or the yeah. night before. Yeah, So, so, so but, you know, hardcore, there's still a lot of people out there, and they stayed They stayed the course. And once the playa dried, it, the event resumed back to normal. Yeah, but you know what? You saw. I think you were smart to walk out. You saw that traffic. Would you have wanted to be stuck in traffic for 10 hours? Well, I, I'm never stuck in that traffic. I was stuck in that traffic back to when I first went back in 2010, 11, and 12. And then I was like, yeah, not doing that. The organization, the Burning Man organization provides, because um, they are they are really trying to reduce the carbon footprint. And so they put a bus system together. Um, you can take what's called the burner bus, and they have their own lane out of there, and you don't wait in that. Oh. And the whole reason why all that traffic is there, there's a reason why that traffic is like that. It's because you got to remember the, the getting to Burning Man, the road to Burning Man is basically the equivalent of the road to Hana. It's a small two-lane highway oh, wow. that you can't dump 80,000 people on a road like that. You uh -huh. have to – it has to be a measured – system that you're just letting people out at a, at a, at a very slow rate so um and a lot of people that are in the line i mean these people that are in rvs they've got you know i mean you can turn your car off and sleep for a couple hours yeah. if you need to so um yeah it's difficult but that's just part of part of the experience <laughs> so how long did it take you to walk five miles in the mud we did pretty good. We did it in just over two hours. We, Not. I mean, we were on a mission, so we were like Whoa. head down. I had a forty-pound backpack. <gasps> Deborah had a backpack. My oh. buddy Bo. We just, we just, you know, we drew a straight line and we just kept walking. And, I and we knew that the burner burner bus was going to meet us on the highway because they couldn't come into the event because of the mud, but they were still running out on the highway. So we, oh. it was just over two hours, and then we had to wait about another two hours in a long line of several hundred people that they were trying to bust out of there. But it was very organized. I mean, uh -huh. they had it together. It wasn't like complete, utter chaos, you know. You know, I can't believe you could have done that in the mud in two hours. That's mind-blowing, Eric. That's You're in good shape. It's a good thing you stay in shape, huh? Uh, you know, it's funny because leading up to going to the event every year, I always, uh, you know, I, I, I always do several months of really hardcore training, which I needed to do anyway, because the month of October is going to be really challenging for me because <laughs> yes. I'm doing White Hawaiian on Maui, White Hawaiian on Kauai, and I'm doing the Rocky Horror Show. So I'm essentially doing, you know, whatever it's going to be. There's a lot of, a lot of performances. And so I just was, you know, yeah, I got in shape and went to the gym every day and and uh, it helped. <laughs> so how about Deborah? Sure. How about Deborah in that mud? Yeah, she she was running three miles a day for the last you know two and a half, three months. Wow. And she was in great shape. She was a trooper. She walked out right next, right alongside me, and she made wow. it the whole way. I'm the one that's actually sore today. My knees kind of kind of blown out a little bit, but you know, uh, we made it out. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. So the. Two hours and then two hours in line. So about, you know what? That's not too bad. Four hours together compared to everyone else that was so stuck there for a long time. You probably made the right yeah. choice. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, if you come with an RV, which I don't, if you if you're in a car, if you have you have to drive out of the, out of yeah. the event, it, it, you can get stuck in that big line. Yeah, absolutely. I saw I saw a lot of those buses and RVs. I mean, there's a ton of them. I'd say it looked like almost a third of the places was were the big RVs and buses. And I'd heard that people helicopter in as well, but I guess not. I th- I'd heard that people do helicopter in and out, but I guess they couldn't. Well, I mean, um, you know, it's not. Well, I, uh, there were a few helicopters that were around, but Birdie Man has, when the event is running, you know, properly, they have an airport. They they make up a, you know, sort of a, a, a temporary airport. Yeah. And there's, you know, when the event's happening, there's several hundred small planes that uh-huh. are parked out on the, on the, wherever the tarmac that they have out there, which is basically just the, 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 the playa itself. But, um... I didn't see a lot of a lot of helicopters. You know, there there's a lot of really strict rules. You can't just you can't just you can't just do things like that. There were uh-huh. I saw a few helicopters. I didn't see anybody come in. They, I think they were bringing in like emergency helicopters in for people that yeah. were you know having having some emergency issues. But um, but even Chris Rock, as you saw on the news, he walked out. Wow, amazing. Yep. So so I wouldn't want to have a small plane and have it stuck in mud out there either. That might be a mess trying to just get those together. But uh, it, it it you know you were part of history, of course. You know, um, I guess you it sounds like you know the uh, people who run it and everything. Was what was their take about um, anything that might change? Um, obviously, with climate change, um, are they re- looking at making any changes for the coming years? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I mean, with the exception of the mud, the event ran pretty right on. I mean, you know, it's just the nature of the beast that they just like, okay, if there's some rain, they postponed it. And then the event ran pretty smoothly up until it it rained again. And then, you know, it just takes a little more time of getting out of there. I think the biggest issue that's going to come on the heels of the event is going to be that, you know, there's going to be a lot more um, sort of abandoned bicycles and cars and things that are left behind in this year than than yeah. normal. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the organization is going to have a much more difficult time because one of the principles of Burning Man is leave no trace. Yeah. And, and they take that extremely seriously. Uh-huh. For example, in our camp alone, they um, every camp of, of – there's 2,500 camps at Burning Man, so and some of them range in – very large camps like our camp down to two people in a tent um and then they your 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 space your that you have at Burning man um there is a they come through and they they do an analysis and they they determine on your little plot of land that you've been that you've been assigned if you leave trash that is going to that's a they it's a color grading thing oh. it goes from like nothing to like red uh-huh. yellow and then if you if you got a bunch of red marks on your map, you risk the chance of never being asked back again. I had never heard that. That's very interesting. Wow. So and yeah, interesting. they will. It's not. It's not. It is by no stretch a free for all. Burning Man runs on a set of principles, and the principles are really managed very well. And there are several months after the event that people, you know, they have a whole hundreds of people that are scouring every inch of the event. And then they do an analysis, and you get graded. And if your grading is bad, they will flat out tell you you are no longer 
you will not be invited back to Burning Man the next year. <laughs> well, it's not a matter of invited, is it? I mean, I thought you could just go. I mean, you have to have, be invited or you can get uninvited? I wasn't aware of that. Well, no. I mean, so so the vast majority of Burning Man are um, are camps that are registered. And ah. so, so if you wanted to start the Koi Radio Group camp, then you would reach out to the Burning Man organization and say, Hi. We were coming from Maui, and we're going to start the Kauai Radio Group Camp, and they're going to say, "Oh, fantastic! Well, what do you guys do?" And you say, "Well, we're going to show up, and we're going to we're going to we're going to provide a radio station that plays reggae music." And they go, "Okay, cool. That's that's what you're going to do." And then, how many people do you need in your camp? And you say, "Well, uh, we need we need twenty. There's going to be twenty people in our camp." And they say, "Great. Well, what are you guys going to do?" Well, we're going to have a big tall radio tower, and we're going to do something cool, and it's going to be decorated, and it's going to have a you know it's going to be broadcast from Maui. And they go, "Okay, we'll far out." And I say, "Great." So you need you have twenty people in your camp. Um, we're going to guarantee you twenty. Uh, how many people do you need to build your camp? And they say, well, it's going to be twenty people total, but we need eight people to build the camp. And they go, great. Here's guaranteed eight people, eight tickets, so you can build your camp. Great. Have a good luck. Have a good time, and we'll come by, and we're going to come. And by the way, your camp, and then they keep the the placement team calls you, and the placement team says, okay, good. You're going to be in this one specific spot that's where the koi radio coop reggae tower from maui is going to be and that's your little Amazing. spot well i and want you, you to can invite whoever you i i want you yeah. to be in charge of that with shaggy next year okay and you can you can <laughs> you can help you can help but, us you know, have the uh, koi radio group uh, reggae tower out there for burning man uh, and, and, and try, we'll try not to get electrocuted if it rains uh well i'm just about out of time but i'm so glad you called you're staying so busy and um, you know, your, your your site is still White Hawaiian, right? WhiteHawaiian.com. We're going to do a show this Sunday. Um, I invited a bunch of, on the flight home. There were a bunch of people that were flying. Not a bunch. The plane was only about a third full flying in from Phoenix. Wow. But a lot of the people I asked around me, they said, yeah, we wanted to come and support Maui just by coming. And, yes. And I said, well, come and see the show. So I got a bunch of people coming to the show. Good. Um, this weekend, like I said, I've invited a bunch of um, first responders and, and anybody that needs, uh, you know, that needs a needs a change of, of pace. And oh. uh, we're going to do a show this weekend, three o'clock at uh, the Pro Arts Theater in Key. Go to whitehawaiian.com. Well, we're out of time, but I thank you so much, and we'll be in touch. Much aloha. Okay, thanks, Cindy. Thank aloha. you. Aloha.